0: On this episode of the 132 Breeze Podcast, we recap the weekend that was March Madness. Also, guess what? We're national champions. Uh look into the Big Ten record. How is Duke doing? Badgers, of course. Man, nah, maybe we won't talk about it. Nah, we'll go into a little bit, but no talk about guard. Uh break down the brackets, give you a bracket update, see who's winning that. Uh Gronk retires, and of course, America's favorite segment, Casey's Corner Kick. All right, let's start the show. back with another episode of the 132 breeze podcast as always joined by casey and casey we made it to the other side last week's election sunday we have just finished 52 games of the tournament countless hours of basketball many drinks to be had in between desperation and sadness as well how you hanging in there
1: well, we're doing all right. Uh, we crossed paths for a little bit after the Badger game there. Uh, we were both in in Chicago, and I think we got our, our venting out, so we're going to have, I think, a much more level-headed analysis, takedown, maybe not, uh, here today. Uh, but hanging in there, I, This is uh, it's a sad night tonight after the games end, and we have to go to work tomorrow. And, uh, you know, like our fellow fans, not gonna, there's not going to be any, any basketball on for... Uh, what is it? Four days, three days, and that is it's going to be a long, a long, short week here.
0: Yeah, it's a it's a long road back to recovery. We just went on a four day bender. Yep, of of just straight basketball from eleven to midnight, all day, all night, just hanging out, doing what we do. Day basketball was back in the middle of the week, and then you just go back to work, and it's like, all right, now what do I do? Yeah. Uh, um. So there's that little there's that cliff, the cliff from the bender, but we're gonna make it through it. We're gonna produce this podcast so there's a little bit of kernel you can hold on to on Monday for you. There you
1: go. So let's
0: let's let's get after it from there. But with the basketball going on, Casey. It's over. We're national champions.
1: Yep. Yep. National champ. I was gonna do the thing that we are the champions, uh but then mm. I that was my plan and then mm. I I backed out. I was out. <laughs> <laughs> Decided not to do that. Um, you're welcome, everybody, because it probably would have been terrible. But yes, uh, the uh, University of Wisconsin women's hockey team is national champions uh, for the, the fifth time since 2000. Uh, an amazing accomplishment defeating Minnesota today in the Frozen Four uh, two to 2-0, previously defeating Clarkson in uh, the, the Frozen Four uh, semifinal on Friday, 5-0. Uh, to zero. So a great job uh, by that team, capped off an amazing season, and it was a, f- a fun uh, end of the season. I, I kind of started tuning in during uh, tournament time, um, and it was a, a really fun team to watch. That's right. And who did we beat again? We beat uh, Minnesota, so denying right. them a, a championship. That's right. Take that, Minnesota. Take that, yep. yeah. All right, Minnes- well, yeah, Minnesota and Wisconsin were the one and two seeds in uh, in the tournament as well as in their conference. So obviously, those were the two best teams, and uh, Wisconsin kind of got the better of them in uh, at least the last two, winning both the conference and the national championship uh, games.
0: All right, well, yeah, congratulations, gra- congratulations to the women's hockey team. Uh, looks like they're having a little coming home party on uh, tomorrow night, Monday night, nice uh, at the Kohl's center at six o'clock. So if you're in the area uh head over there give him, give him a shout out and congratulations to the ladies again all right
1: yeah it was a it was a nice reprieve from uh the basketball that we're gonna get into in a moment but it was kind it was kind of fun to uh you know the badgers lost on uh basketball wise Friday afternoon what yeah. was it like five thirty six o'clock and the women's game started at six so it was like a quick right. turnaround and it's like all right let's get emotionally invested in in another <laughs> sporting event right away <laughs> exactly uh, right but
0: yeah, we're just like, we're typical males, we're just suppressing our feelings and hopping on to the next thing that makes yeah. us makes us joyous. As you can tell, we're still talking about this on our podcast and not
1: getting to basketball. That's right. That's great. Because we're national That's champions. Great. That's right. Uh, <laughs> we're trying to remember that uh, as I go through this week. Uh, but in the basketball news, Badgers lost to uh, the Oregon Ducks, uh, what was it, 72-54. to
0: I don't know, I stopped watching.
1: Yeah, maybe a little bit more lopsided than it. Uh, the game really felt, although it, in the second half, it never really felt like Wisconsin was in it. Um, I guess it, as far as breaking it down goes, I think it really just comes down to uh, simple basketball. Oregon made more baskets than mm-hmm. Wisconsin. Uh, Oregon shot 55% from the field. Wisconsin only shooting 33. And at the three-point line, uh, Oregon shot 47% compared to Wisconsin's 20
0: yeah, and I think it's, suffice to say, I think we all saw this coming. I know mm-hmm. I didn't want to believe it. I didn't want to say it. Uh, I didn't want to think it. I thought we would come out of the slump that we have seen the past three, four games where we haven't been shooting well. Mm-hmm. Uh, things just haven't been clicking, but it all came to a head against Oregon. The whole, just, yeah, team, team not there, team not shooting well. Uh, have struggled, didn't have really answered for that uh, um, on the other side. And, it just got ugly. It got really ugly at the end there.
1: Yeah, Hap Hap struggling. He's ended up with twelve points. He had no assists in the game with five turnovers, which is really surprising for Ethan Hap. Uh when we saw that Oregon was the matchup, we kind of we knew that they had just kind of gone on a tear and won, what is it, seven, eight games in a row at the end of the season. Yep. But I guess I didn't I didn't know the matchup well enough, and kind of looking at the matchup and the athleticism that they had uh, in the front court to match up on Hap and to really uh, bother him in the paint uh, really came out. And the uh, announcers in kind of the post game gave a lot of credit to Oregon's defense, which I will agree is was good on Hap, but Wisconsin just didn't make shots. Oh. Um, there, there was a stat on uh, field goal percentage on open looks. Oregon was eleven for fifteen. Well. I guess most of those might have been dunks, but um, still that's 73%. Well, Wisconsin was 8 for 20, so that's 40% on wide-open shots. And it felt like during the game that there was like three or four times where I kind of thought to myself as the ball kind of got kicked out or you know swung to a wide-open three-pointer, I go, if this goes in – it's going to be a game. If this goes in, this can start a run. Yep. Was a, oh, a, 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 that was a
0: th- uh, th- yeah, that was all game.
1: It was, I, I just, I remember Aleem Ford uh, on the uh, right wing. Uh, I remember Davison taking two uh, that looked <sighs> good and just kind yep. of bounced out. And I'll talk about Davison more in a second. Um, and Trice had one that just like, those have gone in throughout the year and then just didn't go in this game, and so therefore we were never able to kind of get that run to get back in the game to kind of keep up with Oregon scoring, Uh, and it was just those missed open field goals that really did us in, Um, but I felt like Wisconsin was getting open looks, we just weren't converting. Right,
0: yeah. And to yeah to go back to the notes I took down from the last podcast, it's the yep. team the team that the team that makes the most buckets uh, is going to win that game, and that's that good turned analysis. Out, yeah it turned out to be fact. Uh, we had the looks, we did not make them, and uh, I just I think that's the most I think that's the most heartbreaking thing. The way you put it was there are there have been plenty of games where those buckets have been falling, open looks like it wasn't even that we had to work hard for them. We were executing to a point where we got open looks yep. and we would shoot them and they weren't going in. And it was just, and that's, 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 that's heartbreaking. I mean, the whole, the whole thing's heartbreaking, but the fact that the chances were there, I didn't feel like we were outplayed, so to speak. Mm-hmm. We just weren't, we weren't, the buckets were not falling.
1: Yeah, we, we definitely had a hard time guarding Pritchard. He was, seemed to be able to create, uh, offense, uh, whenever he wanted. Um I, I guess I wanted to kind of highlight our struggles in shooting with Dimitrick Trice. I think there was a stat he shot less than thirty percent on threes from February on, mm-hmm. which is really confusing because the first half of the year he shot over so like around fifty percent. Um which I guess you could say that it was just return to the mean, but uh but nonetheless you'd think that it it was just so abysmal the last half of the year. And then Davison finished out the year four for 24 in his last three games, one for 10 from three pointer. So he really struggled. And I think I've said this all, all year, but I'll repeat it again. When you have to rely on Hap and trice and there's not that third score, it really is it really makes a difference and that's when we struggle and that's how we end up with 54 points uh, in a game. Uh, my theory is that Davison hurt his shoulder. Uh, if you remember a couple of games ago, where he kind of dove on the ground and got mm-hmm. up and kind of felt his shoulder, I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna oh, give him man. an excuse and say, here at his shoulder, there. We're starting he, he this, okay. That's, right. that. okay? that's where I'm going with that. Okay, I'm going that. But I have definitely settled on the Oregon's just hot. Nobody wants to put Oregon right now. Oregon that's, is hot. That's, that's where. That's where I am. That's Oregon. Oregon is
0: hot. Nobody wants to play him right now. We're actually recording in the middle of the UC Irvine Oregon game. Yeah. That's actually okay. Well, yeah, Oregon's hot. Tight. Nobody wants to play them.
1: Yeah, that's not Oregon was up uh, like thirty five twenty three at half. U uh, C Irvine uh, started with a ten zero run. Must be <laughs> must be nice. U C Irvine. Uh, yeah. So we, we're recording there, uh, and thank goodness we don't have to stay up late and sweat out a Badgers game though, right? That's yeah, cool. absolutely. Thank goodness. Uh, okay. Okay. All
0: right. So we lost. We lost. Season's kind of, over.
1: Yep. So, this is so done. I think. Yep. I, I wanna stay talking about the NCAA tournament, Marlowe, and I know that there's a lot of people, uh, Badger fans out there who are are talking about Greg Guard and kind of worried or uh, concerned or, or maybe even hopeful. I don't know, maybe there's some hopeful people out there. I haven't talked to them yet, but uh, maybe they're out there and uh, <laughs> kind of talking about the future of the program and I would don't I wanna talk more about basketball, so let's take kind of table that. Uh, to another conversation, uh, maybe when the tournament's over and uh, all we have is baseball and NBA playoffs, we can fit in kind of uh, stay the program. What we think about guard, let our thoughts on that simmer a little bit, um, so we can. Uh, we're thinking about it. We're aware yeah. that this is happening, fellow fans. We're, we're aware that we're uh, great guard. Is he good? Is he not? What's going on? Uh, is a is a hot topic right now. But I I, I want I think for this podcast we want to focus on on the basketball.
0: Yeah, throw it at basketball. Don't don't get me wrong. I have so many I have so many takes on this and I feel like as long as, as we let it simmer, it's just gonna get a little more spicier. So we'll definitely come back to it. Don't think I forgot. Yeah. And yeah, you know, we'll get to the uh the state of the state of the, the state of the basketball program. Yeah, at, I did I did time.
1: have I did have a conversation with our friend Dan Marlow where we were more we were kind of like watching basketball and talking, so we were like not talking to each other but like towards the TV. Yes. And like we were like yelling at each other and I'm not sure he claims we were agreeing. <laughs> and I said, if we're a green, why are we yelling at each other? So uh, that's what, so we have more to say on that. That, that uh, is a way of saying that. So let's talk more uh, basketball. I guess, Marla, with the loss, 3.30, uh, the game uh, tipped off on Friday, got down about that 3.36, so halfway through um, the Friday games. How did it affect, how did it change the way or did it at all change the way that you watched the rest of the games uh, Friday and into the weekend?
0: Yeah, let's, let's talk about it. I initially thought this was a good thing, Wisconsin, on 3 o'clock, 3.30 on Friday. That means I'd get to stress-free, watch the Thursday games, no problem, yep. get most of the Friday games. And, of course, I had in my mind they were going to win, so I'm going to have a great night Friday. So majority of the tournament, or the first two days of the tournament, I was going to be uh, be amazing. Then when once the game tipped off, and we'll just fast forward to the outcome, basketball was canceled. It was over. <laughs> there was no more games after that. I don't think I saw. I definitely did not see the rest of those games that night. Okay. And well, maybe I saw, them, but I was not paying attention. And <laughs> I probably didn't. I probably didn't get back happened. into basketball really until like the games today on okay. Sunday. So it absolutely washed basketball away from me like five o'clock on
1: nice okay i was actually surprised how quick i was able to just kind of shrug off the the badgers loss and continue to watch basketball there was nothing uh, granted there was nothing like specifically exciting i think that uh, happened later that night but i was generally interested in it and followed along most of the time I remember kind of more crushing losses or more recent losses uh in the tournament. I've kind of been more like you where it's like I just need I need a break from basketball. But for whatever reason this year, maybe it's my professionalism now that I have a podcast uh, (laughs) (laughs) that I was able to kind of roll with it and and keep going. And maybe it was a little bit of the uh I don't want to say expectation, but the I entertained the idea that we would lose this game much more than I have in uh, past Badger tournament losses, so uh, maybe that had a part to do with it. But uh, with that said, let's take a look at some of the highlights. Uh, I guess quick takes, lightning takes of the of the first um, first round, first two rounds, or what have you. Uh, and what what stuck out to you, Marlon?
0: Yeah, absolutely. All right, first first round on Thursday, first game of the day. The yeah the Patino Bowl that we we referenced last week. Uh, apparently, Patino wasn't there. That was a disappointment. Yeah, that was disappointing. I don't believe that. I believe he was in the locker room coaching this Minnesota team up because they were hot and yeah. came out and shot lights out.
1: Yeah. yeah, they were kind of keeping a track of their uh, three points made versus their season average, which seems like a a recurring theme throughout this tournament, but they, like, way outshot their, their season average. I really want, at the end of the game, like, as they're going to shake hands, and Minnesota had one, that uh, Richard Pitino, like, rips off a mask like he's from Mission Impossible or something. You know, those masks <laughs> that they had there? Takes yep. it off, and it was Rick Pitino the whole time on the sideline. <laughs> I... It would have been the best. Uh, it didn't happen. Uh, I saw a really cool stat that showed that the Patinos are now one in one against Louisville. Oh, uh, that nice. was a good one. That was a good one. Uh, that's, that's a hell of a stat. That's a good one. Uh, yeah, so that was fun. Minnesota moved on, uh, losing to Michigan. A little cannibalization there of the Big Ten teams, which I think we'll talk about in a little bit. Uh, first thing I want to mention, uh, Marlo, is uh, Ja Morant. I wrote down Ja Rules. Um, ja Rules. He was, he was fantastic against Marquette. Um and has solidified himself as the number one jaw. Uh, it was like jaw, then a bunch of you know dots and jaw rule. Like that's the the best jaws. I don't even know if there's another one out there. So, uh, so that yeah. was a and that felt good because it was the first five twelve game. And I was like, "There's your five twelve upset. Here we right. go." And yep. I was like, "Take that, Marquette. You're the five upset. We're not going to be the five upset this year." Uh, <laughs> but they were. But I did notice a stat that I will continue my take that Marquette on uh, since uh, twenty fourteen. Uh, Wisconsin Badgers basketball has thirteen tournament wins. Marquette has zero. Oh, yeah, Zero. Twenty zero.
0: fourteen, since twenty fourteen,
1: they have zero. Um, All right, so take take take
0: that, that Marquette. Uh, Yo, Ja no, ja, that was that was fun to watch. I, I mean, I heard a lot about him, seen some highlights, and I had yep. watched the uh, you know whole game on him. And yeah. when he was coming out. Doing what he does. Just the best part was him just eats. Not that big of a guy, and he was going around like just dunking on people in their face. Uh, put the team on his back to take Mark you know, take down Marquette. That was a that game was a lot of fun to watch.
1: Yeah, and even against uh, Florida State, you could tell that they were way outmanned, and and by the end of the game, he was pretty worn down. And that's a tough matchup for him to try and carry the team against a Florida State team that has a lot of length. Uh, but. It was it was fun to see him in that game. Uh, he played really well, um, but there just wasn't enough there uh, for the uh, their level of team to compete with the Florida State. So it was a lot of fun to see him. I'm glad we got to see him for at least you know those two games. Um, but in general, Marlowe, there was uh, I mentioned that that was the first. Uh, five twelve upset. There yep. were three, including Wisconsin. Obviously, uh, Liberty beat Mississippi State, and New Mexico State w- should have, for all intents and purposes, uh, beat Auburn. So we almost had all twelve, all four twelve seeds winning in the first round. Yeah,
0: that New Mexico State Auburn game. Uh, when I was watching that, it was the end of the game. New Mexico State at least should have gone to overtime, right? Right. Uh, I forget the name, so excuse me, but went in for New Mexico State went in. With the clock winding down, guy had an open layup, dished it out for three. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was a three, gets fouled in the three, hits one of three to go to get to move into one. Yeah. And Mississippi State found their way of getting the ball back and had a wide open three to win it and did not go in.
1: But and New, uh, New Mexico State New Mexico players State. like openly celebrating when uh, the guy got fouled for the on the three pointer, and it yeah. was like, settle down. So <laughs> Got to hit him. He's first. got. He's got to make some free throws here. Yep. Uh, and I think he was like a s- high seventies, uh, low 80s uh-huh. something free throw shooter. So it was a you know, if you were Mrs. Uh, new Mexico State, that's who maybe who you wanted. Some of you obviously wouldn't shy away from. Uh, but a tough loss for them. And Auburn squeaked it out. And now they uh, crushed Kansas and are in the Sweet Sixteen. But twelves uh, winning. Twelves winning. Marlon, what do you think of that? Just a normal. This is what the new normal now. This is what happens.
0: Yeah, I don't know if it's the new normal. I don't know if it's the way the committee put the the seats together. Um, I mean, I think as the tournament goes on or in these years with the way, not to get too deep into it, but the way high school plays out with AAU and every everyone playing everyone, no one... You know, I think back in the day, if you if you were Murray State and you saw a Marquette, you'd be like, "Well, they're just better than us, and we'll, we'll yeah. try to figure it out." Well, now no none of those kids are scared. They so. played all these, yeah. They played all these players before, and they go out and they play basketball, and it's fun to see as a as a fan, obviously. Yeah. Uh, but I think yeah, as these goes on, we saw last year a sixteen over a one. Uh, yeah, the twelve and five has been historically, yeah, the uh, the upset they have. So there hasn't been besides those, there hasn't been like really those kind of big upsets mm-hmm. um, in this tournament, but to your point, I think they're becoming less less of a surprise as, as right. time goes
1: on. Yeah, it seems to be that kind of the top tier of the non-Power 5s against, or Power 6s, against middling middle, uh, Power 6 teams, it seems to be right before the upset. You mentioned uh, 16 seeds winning, Marlo, there was uh, almost a little bit more of that this year. Yeah, it was uh,
0: <laughs> Virginia. Gave us gave almost gave us a little no, was not even scared. They gave us a little scare of becoming a two time number one seed to lose to a sixteen seed. And I think yeah. uh was it they were losing a half time, was it? Yeah, they were down uh, half a half. Down and half, and I think I just texted you, U V A WTF.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it looked like uh it was uh twenty eighteen all over again. Uh they were down um Six at halftime, uh, but then the second half just really kind of put yeah. down the screws and uh, clamped down on defense and was able to uh, get to a comfortable lead and a comfortable victory. But it was there was a a good half hour there where it was like, "Holy crap! Can they lose we? again? Can where this happen again? again?"
0: Yeah. Um, and actually, credit credit to Virginia uh, for real for like actually, I mean, being down at halftime. Could you imagine being in that situation again as a returning player? Yeah, being down half time, sixteen seed like that could amount to being so much pressure put on yourself. Mm-hmm. I know boohoo, your number one seed, but yeah. at the same time, you know they're you know, college kids that that those types of things happen, and they did pull out and just balled out the second half and made it not a game. But I, yeah, I think that would have been amazing that yeah, Virginia been. go back to back. I think at one point the people I was with we were kind of rooting for it, yeah, um, in this fantasy world of that happening. Bennett getting fired and then obviously coming over to Wisconsin. So okay. conversation yeah. for another day. Though. All right. Pipe dreams. Pipe <laughs>
1: dreams. Yeah. Uh, and Virginia wasn't alone. Uh, North Carolina was losing to Iona at halftime as well. Similarly, they came out quick, uh, hot in the second half and kind of ran away with it. But there was the first time ever that 216 teams had been leading at half. Uh, so there's that for trivia. Um I other thing I wanted to mention, uh, Wofford, uh, Marlo, I don't know how close you were watching uh, their games. They had their uh first round game uh, against Seton Hall and then went on to uh, lose to Kentucky in uh, the round of 32. But my god, did they have some great names! Yeah, uh, their best player, Fletcher McGee, yes, uh, point guard, uh, Storm Murphy, yeah, fantastic name uh nathan Hoover. Put an next to storm murphy we're coming back to him keep going all right nathan hoover yep donovan theme love and trevor stumpy <laughs> my god what a, what a collection of names there were even some that i had to leave off because uh we're limited on time here and didn't leave them off but my god great names uh and unfortunately they could move on and it was the craziest thing watching that uh that Kentucky game against Wofford as uh Fletcher McGee who I mentioned uh, is the first name in the crazy names he set a record for three-pointers this season and yeah. uh in the last game actually uh, against Seton Hall and then went into this game against Kentucky and went 0 for 12. Yes. O for 12 from 3 and they ended up losing uh by uh, oh, I don't I don't know what the final score was. Uh, I do know what the final score was. It was uh 62 to 56 but um it wasn't that much of a lead throughout the game. Like it was a lot closer game. And if it was just one of those 12 threes that yeah. he makes all the time. Yes. And you know, again, the announcers were crediting defense and that's all fine and good. But like the shots he made, I watched him make the shots that he missed, excuse me, against Kentucky with equal pressure. He was draining all over the place against Seton hall. I think he went something like seven for uh, 12 against Seton hall. And it was just, it was so frustrating to watch because I wanted so bad to see this team continue Because the way they play, the way they shoot threes was so awesome And it just all kind of fell apart uh, for this team with some awesome freaking names
0: Yeah, freaking awesome name But by the way, uh, that the game against Seton Hall, though He was, he was unconscious and just wet from everywhere yeah. um, So uh, credit to Kentucky for, for giving that stop uh, Going back to Storm Murphy uh, Great name, great name <laughs> Uh did you know Storm is from uh, our very own Middleton, Wisconsin? Oh really? Yeah. So when I was watching this game against Seton Hall, uh I s I think I think they announced that and I just went a deep dive into Storm Nor if we realized he was in <laughs> you know from Middleton, Wisconsin. Middleton. Yeah. Yeah. Sophomore point guard. Huh. Hmm. So he got a spot over our uh our good friend Davison. Yeah. And I just, you know. I went into it when I when I found it out. Did this dive? uh I was thinking they played Thursday night. I was like, "Well, oh, that's interesting. We got, got a guy that obviously didn't get a look from Wisconsin because he's at Walford. You know, maybe he wasn't that. You know, maybe he's a late bloomer. Sure, th- that that late bloomer." And then after uh, our debacle on Friday, and then I would, just went totally back in my mind to Storm Murphy. He's like, "Why is he not on our team? <laughs> Why is he not a team?" Total total breakdown on my part, but. um,
1: what you find? Why is he not on the team? He just didn't get off. No,
0: I didn't know. I have no idea. He was he was a great player. He was a great player in high school in their own backyard, obviously Milton, right next to Madison. Yeah. Um. I, you know, four-year basketball player. Don't, I don't know if it was a spot thing. I didn't, I don't know. I mean, he went to Walford, yeah. So, I don't know how many other offers he really had. Right. But, you know, if he wants to come home, I'll All take
1: right. him. You're, you're welcome.
0: Right. Uh, open arms.
1: Open arms. Okay. All right. All right. That's, uh. All oh, I have four. Uh, first round, Marlo, should we move on to uh, everyone's favorite?
0: Yeah. All right. All right. Duke. Duke
1: survives and advances. Yeah, um,
0: survives is survives the key. Did you realize Duke, apparently 75% of the online brackets picked Duke for the championship?
1: Wow. I, did I realize that? No, I, I believe it. I mean, they're pretty clear. People who fill out the brackets. Yep. As somebody who picked Duke to win the national championship, <laughs> yeah, no, I did too. I'm not gonna lie, I'm one of the 75. See Duke, and if they probably just watch ESPN, and yep. that's ESPN. But I guess before we get into Duke, kind of on this media kind of coverage mm-hmm. topic, uh, I just want to bring up a couple, let's say, NCAA what'd you call it? Uh, hypocrisy or NCAA? contradictories. Yeah, just ridiculousness. So they had a – I don't know if this ended up happening because uh, I didn't see uh, the feed. I never turned it on or whatever. But uh, there was a report that they were going to have uh, – CBS was going to have a Zion-only cam that you could just watch that channel, I guess, and or or the feed, and it would just be you watching Zion the entire game, um, which was met with a lot of, of criticism uh, across the uh, – at least the Twitterverse.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think I. So, I get from like a CBS standpoint or whoever Turner Sports, uh, whoever I'm assuming it was on CBS. Yeah, taking in the hype and just having the Zion camp. I do. I hate these cams. They do it a lot. You know, like the ESPN big time playoff games. Mm-hmm. No, I don't want to see Zion sit on the bench. I don't care. Right. I honestly, don't want to watch a feed where he's just hanging out on the bench. It's ba- especially in basketball. Like, if you want to, you can follow him around with your own eyes the whole time. Yeah. You don't need a special camera. There's, you know, it's not like there's 22 other guys on the f- on the field or the court. Right. Um. So yeah, one, I do think it's ridiculous. And then I, the the other side of the coin to it, there was a lot of stuff on the Twitter figure about how this was gonna follow him, but at the same time, how he's making all this money for for college basketball, CBS, Turner Sports and he can't even make a dime off the likeness, but they have a whole cam following around.
1: Right. Yeah, it was uh, ripe for some of that information uh, there. Uh, It kind of came off, piggybacked off of the NCAA releasing like a day in the life of the athlete uh, Twitter video, Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. that was pretty much met with, Wow, these guys don't even know what a day in the life is like for <laughs> NC athletes. I'm not going to pretend to know what a, a day in life is like for NC athletes. Um, th- I, I, that obviously wasn't my college experience, but uh, to see you know the, like the JJ Watts of the world, the Frank Kaminsky is kind of be like, no, this is not at, at all how it is. And most notably that he wasn't wearing uh, the uh, sweatpants for <laughs> the sweat for <laughs> the team he was on. That was the dead giveaway. Uh, but it was just some kind of going in this Duke game that kind of highlighted some of these you know NCA things as we enter the tournament um uh, but Duke easily won their their first round matchup and then had a much tougher matchup against uh University of central Florida uh I saw it stopped as the uh immovable object object in uh taco Fall for, taco uh, and the unstoppable force in Zion Williamson um that, so that was kind of a fun way to to preview the game and it turned out to be a much better game than i ever thought it would be with uh duke winning on a two missed last second attempts by uh, central florida yeah No. that i kind of pl-
0: the whole last minute and a half played out played out very oddly you know zion going against taco yeah zion going against taco for that the what would it have been the game the game tying bucket and one uh, yeah. forcing Taco to foul out, yeah. missing the free throw, and then Baird uh, going with the go ahead, and then like you said, with two two misses at the end for UCF, uh, point blank to to miss it. Very heartbreaking for them, but very entertaining game. Is mm-hmm. this one of those games? I, a lot of people could say this is it shows that Duke can be beat, or is this just a Duke coming out a little bit flat and they're just going to ruckshaw the rest of the tournament?
1: Well, I think that there's a lot of times you I'm going to answer both because <laughs> there's a lot of times you look back at an eventual national national champion and there's an early round game that they win in overtime or they win at the buzzer that you're like holy crap like if that would have happened like Carmelo Anthony would have never won an NBA uh, or NCAA championship like there's weird early round games that don't necessarily project forward. However, in this game, Central Florida basically guarded zion barrett and reddish and said anyone else want to take a shot please go ahead and they played a matchup zone and they literally let uh jones and i forget the other guy uh who was in um when they were doing that but they just kind of guarded three guys and let two guys do whatever they wanted with taco being in the middle and i think that kind of shows a way that duke can be beat on offense you take away zion williamson you take away uh they were just like face guarding uh RJ Barrett and saying, like, he's not, we're not going to, we're going to try and prevent him from getting the ball. Uh, so that kind of took him out for a lot of the game. It let these other guys try and beat us. And I guess they did enough to do that today. Uh, but I don't know if that will be enough if another team employs a similar type um, zone-ish slash man-marking strategy. So that's where I think they can be beat off of this.
0: Yeah, yeah, so they have uh, Virginia Tech next. Who they lost to in the in the regular season? Obviously, without without Zion, I believe um, it was
1: it was without Zion, but it was also without um, Virginia Tech's best player, who's now back and wearing a really awesome mask.
0: <laughs> the mask has powers.
1: Yeah. Well, I, yeah. Probably. Probably. Yeah. For
0: sure. So Duke <laughs> can be can be beat, but probably won't be. Yeah, I it think- can
1: be beat, but it pro- this doesn't also mean that they would. Will
0: be. Yeah, exactly. And uh, it was weird for me to to watch that game because I was, you know, I, I, as we, this is well documented, I love Duke, I but I picked him to win. Yeah. Um, and See, love or loathe? Lo- loathe.
1: Okay. A little <laughs> unclear. A little <laughs> unclear. I wanted to clear it up. Yeah, yeah. Cl- clarify, sure. I do not like Duke. Okay. Make sure Clair- we're on the same page. Clarification. Excellent. Excellent.
0: So watching watch the end, and, uh, but obviously my lowly bracket right now has the only beating life that it has is Duke. And, you know, how this goes is I'm actually cheering for UCF to win because I want Duke to lose, and especially in the yeah. second round to a team called UCF, which would be amazing. Uh, but at the same time, having them come through gets my bracket, keep it, keep it going.
1: Do you think if UCF had won, they would have declared themselves national champions Ooh. and made, and made T-shirts? T-
0: for sure. Like the national championships t-shirts would have been made before the sweet 16 game.
1: Should we make national runner up t-shirts for UCF? Oh, we should.
0: That's such a good idea.
1: Yes. <laughs> done. <laughs> <laughs> so done. National runner ups. Congratulations, national UCF runner-up. national runner up. We'll
0: get the banner going as long as we're able to come for opening night. Yeah. Uh, to raise that up for you.
1: Yeah. Fantastic. All right. Uh, all right. I guess elsewhere in the tournament, Marla, let's talk about some big 10 teams. Uh, Outside of Wisconsin, the rest of the Big Ten did fairly well, really, really,
0: well. really well, really well. First round, really well. I, yep. Yeah, yeah. Kind of when we were talking about the five twelves and having having Marquette lose the first yep. uh, the first five yeah, twelve. Did we it, mention that? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> did we mention Marquette <laughs> lost as a five twelve uh, before Wisconsin? Because yeah. that's the way the schedule worked out. Yeah, but yeah. I was like, all right, the five twelve lost, the five twelve and then I thought Iowa would lose because yeah. I just didn't think Iowa was a good game. But once they won, we were the next Big Ten team up. Yep. And it uh, I was like, oh, sat- I got worried. I was like, statistically, this isn't working out. <laughs> this yeah, is, This is not going to work out. Uh, and it didn't, but it worked out for the rest of the team. I mean, uh, Minnesota with their upset. Yep. Uh, Iowa with their upset, shooting lights out again. Ohio State with the upset again. So uh, of the eight teams that are in, seven made it on to the round of 32. Yep. Congratulations, Big Ten.
1: Yeah, good job by the Big Ten. Uh, From that, uh, both Michigans moved on. Michigan, Michigan State moved on. Purdue, uh, shellacked uh, Villanova, which I did not see coming. No, Um, did not. So they moved on. Iowa had a great game today, uh, falling down early, but almost having a historic comeback. Uh, Ohio State losing as we record. They lost as we recorded. Um, So it looks like the Big Ten is down to those three, uh, the Michigans and Purdue. Yeah, just as Michigan,
0: the two teams that two teams that met in the Big Ten title game, uh, and Purdue, who won the Big Ten a, a share of the Big Ten. I guess the top the top of the, the top of the the top of the conference is moving on. I think yep. I didn't. I honestly again we didn't expect Purdue to do that. I thought they were mm-hmm. a team that was ripe for getting knocked out in the in the first round. Let alone not let alone beating a, a Villanova team to move on. Um. So you know, credit to them. We did have a little cannibalism with the Michigan State over Minnesota, but Michigan yep. State obviously the better team, showing it once again. Uh. So
1: with that, we, said, didn't, we didn't mention Maryland. I guess. Uh, oh yeah. Maryland. Maryland losing to LSU. Uh. They were down most of the game. Had a really good comeback in the second half. Had a, a and ended up losing on a last second shot by uh Waters, who was great in the game, uh, for LSU. Uh. So the coachless LSU. Uh. Uh, Tigers move on. Um, and Maryland was eliminated, but just a shout out to them—a a pretty good performance. Enough, again, an, enough to uh, I guess save Mark Turgeon's job <laughs> for for the for uh, at least the near future. Yeah. So of the three teams
0: that are left uh, in the, the three Big Ten teams left that are left in this tournament, um, do you see? I mean, they're both bo- you got two 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 seeds and a three seed in yeah. Purdue. Um, do you see them moving on to the Final Four? Do you see them losing next round? How do you see this kind of playing out?
1: I don't see uh, them losing next round um, outside of outside of Purdue. Um, but Purdue has surpre- – I say that knowing full well that I thought Purdue was going to lose each game they've played this tournament. Yeah. Uh, I just think that at one point they're not going to – it's not going to click for them. And that's what happened in the Big Ten tournament. Um, but I, it, that could just never happen. <laughs> they could continue to play well. I'm not sure. Uh, I just don't like, uh, Michigan state is in, uh, Duke's bracket. Uh, I like them beating LSU, but if I don't like the Michigan state Duke matchup, if it, that's what it comes to, I can't see Michigan state winning, uh, Michigan, I have in the final four. I still think that's a, a possibility. Um, uh, but, uh, Gonzaga looked really good in their, uh, second round game, uh, a lot better than I would have expected. Uh so that has me a little bit worried. Um so I fully expect there to be uh, I guess my prediction would be two Big 10 teams in the Elite 8 and zero in the Final 4.
0: Whoa, zero in the Final 4, huh? Yep, that's what Got it. That's where I'd go. How about you? Um yeah, I think again I, I I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep I'm gonna keep riding those for is not going to make it much further. I do see Michigan Image state in the Final 4. Um I just think Mich- I want to think Michigan's path uh, to yeah. to the final four is is kind of made for them. Michigan State yep. has a tougher pass, but after seeing uh, after seeing Duke today, it just gives me a little. I know we just talked about how it could you know rejuvenize Duke as they go away, they go away to practice, but I believe Michigan State has the same thing. If we haven't talked about, did we not see uh, Tom Izzo on the sideline
1: oh, a little yeah. fired up? Yeah, yeah, a little fired up. Uh, getting. Uh, into the face of uh, Henry, I believe it is, uh, a freshman forward for uh, Michigan, and then having to be more or less physically restrained uh, from attacking him? I don't know, getting in his face. Uh, Marla, this seems to have ignited a a conversation about how coaches uh, coach, or I guess maybe uh, beyond that, and uh, is this a dying breed of coaching? Is this acceptable or unacceptable? It kind of lit a little fire in uh, commentary.
0: Yeah, it, it definitely did. It reminded me of I think it was a Brian Kelly when he first got to uh, Notre oh, Dame. Oh yeah, yep. And he was just just hot and fired. It, it's a different. It was a different beast than when I, he was at Cincinnati. just cameras everywhere. But I mean, this isn't new for Izzo. Izzo being in the spotlight. Yep. I think it was something that was different because it was Izzo's always been a fiery coach. Yeah. And we all they always talk about how tough nose coach it is and how it's uh, football pads at practice and old school, tough coach, and I think this was just kind of, it was obviously the spotlight game being the tournament, and he kind of got upset, but I don't know, I I just chalked it up to Izzo being Izzo, and that he just kind of took a next step, and everyone's like, oh, you know, what was that? So, I guess it was, and also has something to do with I Think we talked about in like the first round, there was not really those big upsets, there's not those, those really big storylines that other people mm-hmm. could follow. There's yeah. you know, yeah, there's, there's no,
1: no Chicago Loyola, yeah,
0: exactly. So we have to talk about something, right? And yeah. uh, you know, so that I believe the is though thing was, was put out there.
1: It was really interesting to see a bunch of people kind of saying, like, this is not how you should coach and not how you should treat people about and that sort of take, yeah. and then like. Former Michigan State players, uh, Draymond Green, uh, Miles Bridges, were like tweeting supporting that and saying that's how you coach. That's what like makes Michigan State Michigan State. Yeah. Uh, While I think it was theatrics and a bit over the top uh, for what Izzo did, I think like the underlying uh, what he was doing is fine. Uh, And I don't know if you saw, but Scott Van Pelt did a really good. uh, He does his one big thing. And he did a really good, like two minute take on it. Uh, so I, instead of just repeating his really good points and ideas, uh, just suggest you guys looking that up because it, it's fantastic and kind of echoes um, maybe a bit of an old man take on it, but a really good take nonetheless on it. Uh, so yeah, so look that up. Well, yeah,
0: and, and it makes sense as if he's doing that there. I'm sure it's ten x in practice.
1: So yeah. So, All right, so Marlo, we, as we sit, uh, we have all four one seeds, all four two seeds, mm-hmm. all four three seeds, yep. a four, a four, a five, and then it w- will be a, a 12 or a 13, looks like a 12 again as Oregon has an 11-point lead. So as, <sighs> uh, I don't know, someone predicted, <laughs> someone might have predicted on this podcast. Chalk. Chalk it is. Uh, nailed it nailed it uh is this good is it boring it seems like everybody's kind of complaining that it's boring um what do you think i don't think i mean i never
0: i never think that the chalk aspect is boring because you always i mean everyone can you can complain about no chalk but when it comes down to it we want a lead eight we want final fours we want the best teams in it it's always cool to see cinderella but we always know that when it comes i mean when's the last time i got cinderella I actually won a national title or even competitive in one you know i mean uh, butler probably yeah, but they were at least they were competitive. I, I, know, think, I know. Yeah, I think no. The last, ones. the last yeah. one, the uh, last
1: one was they were uh, when they had the shot to beat over Duke. The yeah uh, in Gordon Hayward year, I think that was the last one that was really yeah. competitive. Yeah,
0: exactly. So, um, is it boring? No, I think I think for the most part, for me, anyways, I think it's more of a lack of. There's only been, I guess, two or three games that kind of came down to last possession. Yep. Um, there's only been one game that, that last possession ended in like a game winner type shot. Um, so I, for me, I, that the Iowa game, the comeback, that was awesome. That was, that was a moment, but the overtime game kind of lacked it, but that was cool. So there, for me, there hasn't been those like magical moments in these first two rounds that you really look forward to, right. um, um, for that happening. So the chalk aspect, that's cool. That just means there's going to be more quality basketball as we take our lull in these next couple of games and get into the sweet 16 Uh, When there's only one game on a time, jeez, what is that about? Yeah, Uh, at least hopefully, in theory, there'll be uh, more quality games.
1: Yeah, I think. uh, I guess I'm I'm there with you in that. uh, It just seemed like that the the games were larger margin games than you would normally expect. I think that might have come back a little bit today with the Duke game, with the Tennessee Iowa game that you mentioned. Um, Maryland was kind of a one possession game, uh, but there were a lot of, of double digits kind of never in doubt type games. So I think that was kind of the boring part, but I think as we kind of let the dust settle on this week and look ahead towards next week, and we look at these matchups that we have in front of us, they're going to be really good matchups and it's, uh, I'm really excited to see how they play out more so than if like You know, North Carolina was playing a thirteen seed that won two games, or if Gonzaga was playing a a a twelve seed that snuck through two. Like these one four matchups are going to be really good, and I think result in some much better games. So I think it's a little premature to kind of say that the tournament's boring because this wasn't as. Mayhem as it used to be, but I think it'll result in better games forward. Which, you know, as as you mentioned, it, um, I think is it will be a good thing. But it kind of seems a little bit weird now because we're used to some craziness. Um, but yeah, we'll see, we'll see. I don't know. It's just it's just weird. Uh, and my bracket is smiling because I picked a lot of these things, but uh, still <laughs> yeah. not still not winning our bracket pool though. Right,
0: exactly. I'm uh, getting into that bracket pool. Are you sticking with your picks? Is that all right if I tell everybody? Yeah, I mean, it's public. Your I mean, final four of Duke, Michigan, UVA, UNC. Yeah, chalk, Duke-Renal. chalk. Yep. You, you, sticking, you sticking with that?
1: Uh, I guess I just said that I didn't see Michigan going to the Final Four because yeah. <laughs> Gonzaga looked good. Florida State looked good. I, I guess luckily they have to play each other. I still don't know how good Texas tech, tech is. I'll stick with Michigan for now, although I like the winner of the Gonzaga-Florida State game over Michigan, but I don't want to pick one of those two, right, because they have to play an additional game. Uh, I'm still sticking with Duke, although I think Virginia Tech has the best chance to beat them out of uh, anybody in that racket, bracket. Uh I was all on Tennessee in the first half of that game mm-hmm. <laughs> against Iowa, and that comeback made me very worried, so I'll stick with Virginia. And lastly, I'll stick with North Carolina, although Kentucky uh, in that bracket does worry me. All right. How about you? you sticking with your picks? I don't have it pulled up in
0: front of well, me. Well, I'll tell you what. I lost one of my Final Fours for some right. stupid reason. You should I, not stick with that one then. Yeah, I, I had uh, Villanova in the Final Four. Oh, okay. That was dumb. Okay. Um, But – and I'm going I'm obviously going with the bracket thats that's leading right now. Uh, Michigan, yeah, Michigan State and Michigan and uh, UNC. So I'll keep those in the final four with UNC winning it all. Eh, we'll okay. see. But um I think if I had to put my money down on it, I'd still take it. I'll take it. Okay. I'll take that right now. Um so that was an insight into where our brackets were at for everyone. I know that there's a lot of you who participate in the 132 breeze bracket challenge man oh man i told i said we get i said we would give shout outs yeah uh to who was leading and and what was going on in our brackets and i kind of regret saying that now uh because as of right now our good friend jacobs is leading our bracket challenge and yeah. he has he, he fully admitted he knows nothing about college basketball yeah and he's just uh He's leading right now. But I have one that's in second place, close behind. Casey, <laughs> you're sitting in fifth right now. Yeah, nice. Um, so with, with plenty of chances to to move up here. So things are still going. It looks like our good friend Gala in second. And, yeah, that's where we'll go from there. So plenty of points still out there. No one's still out of there except for this bracket that is, uh has Wisconsin winning it all. I don't know <laughs> what, what that was all about. But uh everyone else is still so far and
1: alive, so excited to see how the that that was my that, that was my alternate bracket that was the ultimate that was my alternate bracket it uh <laughs> did not win it Did not do well it did not <laughs> not hold up well no no, no wait, uh, was, uh, well still congratulations got Four teams uh, congratulations on the uh first weekend for those who are leading a lot of basketball still left to be played though
0: there is a lot of basketball let's keep going all right I think man. That might wrap it up for the tournament as of right now. Okay, right, should we get into the people that are actually making money
1: for playing sports for themselves? <laughs> that sounds good. That sounds good. What's up?
0: First up in the in the
1: pro leagues.
0: All right, so we had an announcement today uh, in the NFL. Rob Gronkowski mm. retires. Only how Rob could do via Instagram. Nice with the hard-filled letter. Uh to his fans but letting him be himself in all the years and all the glories that he had. Uh so Gronk is hanging the cleats up. I know you're heartbroken, Casey. Yeah. Do you like to say a few words?
1: Oh I mean it's an emotional time. Uh no, I think he'll go down as what the best tight end? Best tight end of all time? Top top three. Yeah. I mean, transform t- the
0: transform the tight end game again.
1: Yeah, some of his years at tight end were just absolutely unstoppable. He obviously the last few years wasn't the same player uh because of health reasons uh, that he was. So to get out when, you know, you're still I guess as you know mobile or whatever as he is, you know the health that he has uh is is a good move. Uh I don't know. I, I he was a character in the NFL and I guess I'm going to miss him a little bit for for that uh you know i don't like his contribution to the patriots winning but <laughs> he was he was hilarious um and uh, i guess an actual character on a characterless team yes uh so that will definitely be missed uh i really hope he i i hope the next chapter is going to the wwe and like doing shenanigans there because i think he'd be great in the wwe uh, not. I mean, not that I watch that much, but I, I follow it a little bit, and I think it'd be fun to just see him suplexing people <laughs> in <the laughs> WWE, and you know, just even even doing like the the takes where he's like talking shit to people would be so fun to to watch.
0: Yeah, absolutely. When this, uh, you know, when it came down, I don't think I don't think it was that big of a surprise. I think it had been talked about that he might have retired last year, and then like you said, the the health reasons came doing Yeah. But I think one of the things that went through my mind is like, all right, uh, are they still going to have the Gronk cruise? Is that still going to be a thing now that no. he's retired? Or is it going to be an even bigger thing where they have it multiple times a year? <laughs> now he's available? Now, yeah, now that he's
1: available <laughs> all season long. Maybe that's just what he does. That's- he's it's, it's like after he went on like The Real World or something now, he just like, yeah. <laughs> shows up at bars and stuff and that's on yeah. his post-NFL career. That yeah, is the Gronk life. Gronk. I, I would not
0: be surprised to see him in in other avenues. But, uh, anyways, congrats to Gronk. That he will go down as he'll be you know first ballot Hall of Famer.
1: As I mean, could say. he could he have a a John Cena esque acting career? Like not like the Rock, but like uh yeah no no, like, no. he's not the Rock. No no I know, but like uh you know that John Cena like yeah military guy type you know tough guy role that doesn't mm. require. Right. Where he's just playing, playing himself, acting. just playing yeah. himself. I can, I can see that. See that. I yeah. can see
0: a lot of cameos in his, in his career, in his, especially in the near future.
1: The very in near the first future. couple, be like, oh my God, it's, oh, it's uh,
0: Crock, fiend, Crock, that's crazy. It'd be fun. It'd be fun. <laughs>
1: uh, all right. Cool. Um, NBA Marlowe, it's still happening. I know you're out. I know you're, out. I know most of America's out there in the uh, college basketball, which is uh, a lot more fun anyway, uh, generally. Uh, but just there we go now I'm gonna have to fight with NBA fans um, <laughs> for saying that uh, but the NBA is in doldrums right now more or less unless you're fighting for a uh, final playoff spot nobody seems to really care about a game night tonight and the bucks just uh, well first of all I guess the, I should mention the bucks have clinched the central division so oh, congratulations gonna put to a the up bucks. for that one. They are well, they have a banner up for their division victories, and they've already nice. added 2018 2019 to, oh, nice. to the banner. So there they you go, they you know, did put they the were banner up, up. They're up late stitching that on, uh, the night that it happened. So, uh, congratulations to the Bucks. They clinched the division, um, obviously clinched the playoff spot uh, earlier in the year. Um, but they continue to get hurt. Uh, I, I think, uh, did we talk about it on our podcast or when we were um, on Jakub's podcast? Okay, well, Malcolm Brogdon is out for, I've heard anywhere from four to eight weeks, but it sounds more closer to eight than it does four. Um, he has some plantar fasciitis-type injury. Um, and Tony Snell today rolled his ankle, so it seems like every time I tune into Bucks News, somebody is is getting hurt, which is uh, very frustrating. Not the time you want to be doing that. Um, but nonetheless, they still have Giannis and Kovac. Uh, Chris Middleton, and then other role players, so they uh, beat Cleveland today. But hopefully all those players can get back in time for the playoff run, uh, at least the second round of the playoffs, um, as Milwaukee will be the one seed and hopefully not have too much trouble dispatching of the eight seed. Uh, obviously, you don't want to count anything before it happens, but um, that is the status of the Bucks and the NBA, I guess, in general through that. Uh, anything else said there, Marlo? Bulls still tanking for...
0: Yeah, uh, we're focusing on the tournament, seeing who we're going to pick up in the draft. Yeah. Uh, Zion looks really good at basketball.
1: So. No, oh, we were talking about, yeah, we mentioned this uh, off the pod, how I predict that the Bulls will finish, mm-hmm. what did I say, third or fourth? Yeah. And it's going to go Zion, one, John Morant, two. Then the Bulls are going to pick some European. <laughs> 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 I've never heard of. True. Right, and he's and not gonna like, come over. He's
0: not gonna come over for like four years, and then yeah. he's just not gonna be any good. Four is gonna be like RJ
1: Barrett. And yeah,
0: yeah, that makes sense. That's the Bulls have. The Bulls have some European I've never heard of. Pretty on script. Pretty on script. Be Would not be surprised if that was the case.
1: And they're like, just think if you pair him with Markkinen. Oh my God, he couldn't guard anybody, but maybe they'll score. <laughs> That'll be fun. That'll be fun.
0: All right. Um, hey. We get to America's favorite segment.
1: <laughs> sure, we can. G- Casey's corner kick. All right. Yeah. Uh, honestly, tuned into <laughs> basketball <laughs> week. Uh, the EPL had uh, an off week. Um, I'm not entirely sure why I didn't look into it because I was watching basketball. Um, Liverpool uh, remains in the title chase. We'll be continue- continuing to follow that, and I haven't looked ahead to see who they play next week. So great job preparing for the corner kick. All right, Marlowe. In my uh personal corner kick, yep, had a tough had a tough loss, and it got a little feisty in the end. And Ooh. there was a red card in the game. Wait, uh, yeah, you got a red card? I didn't get a red card. Oh. No, no. Usually, so uh. We were losing, and one of our guys fouled one of their guys. Sure. Another guy said some things, and then our guy might have called the guy fat, maybe, <laughs> and then somebody might have got kicked. Anyway. What? So then there was like a kind of oh, coming yeah. together, and yeah. I, Mar- I strategically waited until like they were already breaking up, you know? They yeah. And then I kind of came in. I'm like, hey, guys, hey, hey, it's all right. It's all right. Yeah. The whole hold back guy. Hold me yeah, back. Yeah. I can. But it was even beyond that. It was like they're already breaking up, and I was like, "All right, all right, all right." Yeah, I was I was in all right, all right, all right, all right okay. okay. It was great, uh, but a tough loss. And uh, I don't know if there's repercussions for getting red cards. But yeah, yeah,
0: Do they, yeah. The red cards. are they, they not able to play. Next? No,
1: no. I'm not sure. But the other player on the other team who kicked our guy, he should he should be. Yeah, that's in, not because cool. that, that's not that's not acceptable. Yeah. Um. Anyway, nobody cares about this. <laughs> 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 <Yeah. That> was- <laughs> all right. It was fun. It was it was interesting. I mean, that doesn't happen too often in uh, our little league. Yeah, it's exciting stuff.
0: All right. Well, that's the corner kick. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I think that uh, I think that's going to be up. That's going to be up for us. Unless you have anything else, Casey.
1: No, that's that's it for me.
0: All right. Well, as always, you can find us on Twitter at one thirty two breeze on Facebook at one thirty two breeze. You can find myself on Twitter at Marlow Casey, at Prof fan on Twitter. Uh, always, always appreciate you listening. Please share and like and download and tell all your friends how much fun you have listening to our podcast. That's it for me. Casey, do you have any last words?
1: As always, fellow fans, I hope that your favorite teams win all the sports.